serving tea without the shade like we always do so Sip up. pull up a seat and let's start sipping i am so ready i'm so ready for this all right let's go ahead and move on to the who am i i am told to the knee. who am i That's... i am the leader i am the winner i am the you're best to, you're about to lose oh goodness here we go so jay is at 13 and toe to the knees at seven see it there. he was trying to make a little comeback last week but i had to stop that so all right so this one is anyone's game i feel like okay yeah. is it hard or is it going to be easy it depends it depends depends all right so this person <laughs> that's the way of saying it easy this person okay is a female aretha franklin no. Wow. <laughs> that would have been I would have been so upset if it would have been that. I thought about it, but I'm like, that's just too obvious. Right. Um, she was a reality TV personality. She was an actress and a singer. Okay. She is the only child of a famous couple. Only child of a famous couple. Reality TV show and her a singer. first name is mm. the same name as her daddy. Um, I'm about to say Taylor Swift. <laughs> you said she's an actress, yeah. or no? Mm-hmm. Hmm. She wasn't really known for acting. Though. She was more yeah. for a singer. She's really known more for her parents, but you will know her. She's like a Kardashian. She's almost like a Kardashian. Um, kind of, <laughs> but not like. But it same. Willow. Things. No. Oh. Um. Hmm. I'm about to get stumped. No, we can't get stumped already. Um, <laughs> so, We're in New Jersey. Born in Jersey. In 1993, so she a young thing. She's a young thing. She's the only child of this parent. She, Cardi B ain't no, I don't know. Mm. Both of her parents are mega stars. Really? Hmm. I'm sure it's someone who was in the news recently. Yeah, guess well, what? I already exactly. know. Um, See, I don't pay attention to media. You from Jersey? You said, uh, yeah, born in Livingston, New Jersey. Okay, so, um, so she's only known because of her parents. She doesn't really have anything. Is she a hip hop artist or an B artist? She did weird alternative, but she was she's known more so from her family, mm. her mama, her daddy. God damn it. Her mm. grandmama. Grandma. Wow, so it's all in the family. Yes, her cousins. Mm. I don't know. One of her cousins is Dionne Warwick. Really? I feel like this is a big So shit. she's African-American. Definitely African-American. Tony, you wow. realize we don't get this L going to be tied with you again. So. I know. <laughs> um, she has half siblings on her father's side, but on her mother's side, she's the only one. Damn, born in 93, so she's young. I don't know any. I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm drawing a blank. I Her really am. Godmother, Cece Winans. Who is this? Royalty, guys. This is royalty. And it's a. It's somebody we would all know. You would definitely know who she I is. I would know her. Wow. Um, listeners. Her godmama, Cece Winans. We know her. I don't, okay. I don't know her like that. All right, Tony. I don't know. I'm stumped. Are you guys giving up? Yeah, we gave, gave up on that one. All right. I'm talking about Bobby Christina. Oh. oh. Okay, I would have never guessed that. She actually recently was in the news because the friend that found her in the bathtub actually just passed away from a drug overdose. Himself. Wow. Wow. Well, the, the guy. Huh? Oh, the guy. And for a while, they were blaming him for her death, right? No, he wasn't the one who found her. So uh, Nick Gordon, who was her fiance, uh, okay. um, who they do still blame for her death, but he wasn't the one who found her. It was actually um, a white dude named Max Lomas. I shouldn't say why. He might be Hispanic. Who knows? Mm. He is the one who found her in the bathtub, mm. deceased. Yeah. Um, and he has since now passed away um, as of August 17th from a drug overdose. Wow. Crazy. It's crazy because that's what three people are tied to a drug overdose. It's cr- you know Her mama. Her. Allegedly. Allegedly. Her. And now him. Now him. 
I'm just like that industry shut up for failure. I don't man. know what it is about um, celebrities, and I think maybe it's just their lifestyle that so many of them die from drugs or drug overdose. You know, it's they say people who are creative are the most. Um, I don't want to say challenge, but we have they have different emotions. I don't know if this is more nurture versus nature, but I'm from New York, so I knew a lot of crackheads. And I feel like it's hereditary, but it might yeah. just be a, a nurture thing. But I feel like people who are addicted, if you looked at their families, a lot of people in their families were addicted. Right. Not to say that you couldn't like you couldn't have just one car kid and be the one person. But a lot of the families that I knew, like all the cousins were on something and the mom and daddy were on something. The grandma right. was on something. Yeah. And I feel like it's. I don't know if it's hereditary, like if there's an addiction compulsion that is somehow genetically passed down or if it's nurture. They say alcohol so, is passed. Alcohol right. doesn't pass down, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in the industry, a lot of celebrities start on, out on drugs just to take the edge off of what they got going on, take yeah. the pressure off or whatever. Just a matter, I think, of them getting addicted to it, and that's becoming an issue. And it's easy to get to it. I mean, even Prince was addicted to it. Right. We didn't know about it to the end. I can't imagine. I mean, if you had... All this money and all this access and say you had a really terrible day and someone could give you something to instantly make you right. feel better. Yeah. Like we don't have those options. Right. We don't have the green and the, the placebo pills like to just, you know, we have real jobs that if, you know, you get drug tested, you're screwed. Yeah. So we don't have the option to like tap in and be like, all right, I'm going to do whatever. But mm-hmm. these people are celebrities. They don't have to worry about drug tests. Right. And they and have people literally giving them drugs for free. And so I think it's really easy to fall into that kind. I mean, it's like yeah. the same way with drinking. Like yeah. You drink one day because you're stressed out, and right. then you drink again because you're stressed out. I can see how it can easily become a coping mechanism. Well, mm. if you're always using it to cope and you go through a really stressful time, then it can clearly become addictive. Right. But is it a nurture thing, though? Because you don't think that these families talk to their kids about drugs and growing up to stay away from it. Maybe, I mean, maybe there is a nurture thing. Maybe they don't have communication where they can talk to their children or people in their lives about this stuff. But it seems like maybe it's just more so, like, you know, people have mental disorders or suicide, right? right? They don't, people say, oh, just talk to them, talk to them. But people talk to people all the time. Yeah. It doesn't change what they end up doing at the end. Right. So I don't know if talking is what can fix that you know well i think it might be a nurture thing but i don't think this is the most important thing i think with parents i mean there's a like a cool meme going around where it was like this woman and she was the little girl was reading and they asked her like how do you get her to read and because she she was just reading so much Mm -hmm. and the mother goes i don't tell her to read i read and she follows me Mm. She does what I do, mm. not what I say. Yeah. And so she was like, I am constantly with a book in my hand. And so my daughter, as a, res- as a reflection of me, yeah. is constantly with a book in her hand. Yeah. And so when I say nurture, it's you can say it all day, don't do drugs. But if I'm watching you, mommy, That's true. and I'm watching right. you, daddy, right. get lit all the time, well... And, and, and kids do be watching. They and, think we don't. Right. And not including the managers and everything else is around them, too. So yeah. Yeah. you're just surrounded by it. You're gonna, you emulate your parents, whether you like it or not. That's why you always have that moment when you're an adult, and you're like, damn it, I am my mother, or I am my father. And, you know, luckily, my parents are awesome, so it was okay for me. But, like, if your parents aren't awesome, I can see how that can be a problem. Cool. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our listener shout-out. Hey, listen to shout-out. Listen to shout-out. Uh, uh, I got a lot of commentary about Timothy. Yeah. Apparently, he's a little white and fine. Yeah. Yes, because the Tim. ladies was loving him. Yeah, Tim. Wow. Look like you got a little chest on him. Hold, hold it, know, like hold it down. Yeah, Slow hold it down, down, ladies. Slow it down <laughs> a little bit. Timothy, you got some, some, some requests. Just yeah, buddy. Uh-uh. Some, but, I, but I listen to shout-out goes to Antonio Castillo. Who was that? Antonio? Antonio Castillo has, I just had to shout him out because every time he sees me, he talks about the last week's episode. Oh. And um, he actually heard, um, he was trying to read, he didn't know what blackface meant. Oh. He was talking about blackface and he goes, he saw me like, what is blackface? And I didn't know what the hell he's talking about. It caught me off guard. Yeah. And then he was like, on the podcast, he's talking about blackface. But then um, he texted me back and said, no mind, I Googled it. Oh. <laughs> I know that. Oh, so, so shout out to Antonio what's Castillo. What's his um, race? What's his? He's a Mexican. Mexican. Yeah, yeah. So we got some international listeners. That's what's up. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, I, we Antonio, appreciate the love. You. you gonna put his picture up? He cute. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna put him up. 
He got the little suave. We gotta do a little. We gonna have a little matchmaking session. You can keep putting some <laughs> fine men up on here. Last time we did matchmaking, it didn't go too well. So oh, that's yeah. hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how's everybody's week's been? How's your week been, Jay? My week has been pretty damn good. Um, yesterday I was at the beach. I enjoyed the beach. It was amazing. Um, it was hardly any people out there, other than uh, a few people. I think a lot of people are scared of the red tide yeah. thing, but Pinellas County. What red tide thing? What I miss? Oh, um, every year the red tide algae is getting worse and worse in Florida, uh-huh. and so it's been making its way up the coast, um, even from I want to say not Miami, but like Fort Myers area. Fort stuff, Myers right? area. So the algae makes people sick. It's killing all the fish. You haven't seen the news reports about the fish being dead right. and all the dolphins being dead. So oh that, wow! Yeah, it's the uh, pretty much the west coast side of Florida, uh, but the Gulf inside the Gulf. Coming from the south. Dang. So all the algae is basically, it, it can't kill, uh, as far as I know, it can't kill humans. It'll just make you sick. Sick as hell. So a lot of people have not been going out there, but Pinellas County, we don't have red tide in our area yet. As, of, yet. as yeah. of yesterday, but, but you never know. So yeah, so the beach was good. Um, Where do you check to find out? That. Um, <laughs> you got environmentalists all, all over there, so but oh, find information. That's, yeah, I, um, I went to PinellasCounty.org or something like that, okay. whatever it was. Right. And I just you type in if you type in Red Tide Pinellas yeah, County, it'll come or, up. It'll all come kind up. of links will come up. Right. Yeah, so it was dope. Um, every time I go to the beach, I'm reminded of why I moved here over seven years ago. I just love it. So. That's beautiful. That's been my week. Cool. All right, toe to the knee. Man, my week's been a roller coaster. It's been sad. Um, we had a family incident, so we're praying for that right now. But other than that, um, I had a little football game at Coach um, hey, Saturday. <laughs> coach, toe to the yeah, knee. So it, it was, Poor uh, kids. It was pretty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it's uh, it's pretty good, man. Cause I, you feel good about helping develop these children become something they want to be that they see on TV and everything. So that's that's the kick and joy I get out of it versus the the L and the W. But it's just teaching them. Uh, so you didn't win? Is that what you no, said? we actually we lost this game. Um, we was we was proud of the, uh, the players though, cause they, we actually gave up 19 points in the first quarter. But then they finally like found it. Then they they stomped them and they didn't, mm. they didn't let them score again. So we'll be all right in, in the season. How'd your son do? My son did good. He hasn't surprised me. He's actually becoming and looking like a, a fucking real football player right now. <laughs> so, hey. Yeah, and he, he did gridiron, man. He played both ways, did not come off the field. He And he's a big boy. He's, you know, he's taller than me. He's like 5'9", 200 pounds already. Okay. And he's, uh, he's handling his thing. He just got to get a little bit more conditioning. He, he's going to be a beast. That's what's up. Oh, how was your week? My week was okay. My Just mama's okay? birthday was yesterday. Shout Ooh. out to the Hey, viewers. Mama L. Mama L. She's the best ever. The mama, does Mama listen to the podcast? I don't know. You never I, asked okay. her? You no, never I asked her? I know she follows us on Instagram because mm. I was on her phone today and one of our alerts came uh, up. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so she follows us. Uh, interesting. You got to keep it low. Keep it low. Keep it low. But I feel like my mom isn't. Well, if she listens to this, we gonna know soon. I, I don't feel like she's tech savvy enough to figure out where to go to find a podcast. Yeah, my mom, my mom definitely is not. She's asked me like eighty times. <laughs> I'm like, mom, don't worry about it. I appreciate you wanting to. So. I know, so I, I don't think she can figure out how to get to podcast. My mom don't even know I do a podcast. No. <laughs> oh my uh, All right, let's go ahead and on to one of my new favorites, which is that sounds. Familiar. That sounds familiar, but we're going pretty toe to toe, neck and neck. Yeah, we so, tied up, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, we one, one week Tony does well, yeah. another week L does well. Actually, L kind of blew out Tony the last time we did it. Yeah, I was ready. Yeah, he, she ca- was he catered it. to you. He did all them 90, late 90, 2000 songs. <laughs> I tried to play a mixture of everything, but, but anyway, so listen, I hope y'all have been enjoying That Sounds Familiar as well. So we're going to get right into it because y'all know what it is, y'all know where to find the songs. L, Tony, y'all ready? Yeah. So the first song is from 2002. All right. I, I know it. It's Mary J. Blige. No. Scarface. No. Listen to Brothers. Know it. I feel like the Ali Brothers. No. Nah. God damn it. Wow, y'all don't Hold know on. this. I, I know it. R. Kelly. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, that's a nice song. I love that song. That intro is so similar to R. Kelly's intros, like for all his stuff. Is like, it? I just felt like that. Like Ron Isley was about to start singing. Mm. 
Man, I love that song. Yeah, I just love little, Ashanti, man. Surprised that that old man. Gosh. 2002, man. Jeez. 2002. That's crazy. Time is flying. Here's an e- easy question: What record label was Ashanti signed to? Murder Inc. Murder Inc. Murder. All right, so that's one uh, L. Zip Tony. Next song is 2008. Going to have to be quick on this one because I think it was a pretty popular song. 2008. I know this too. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Lil Wayne? It's not Lil Wayne. He's featured on it though. Kendrick? Uh-huh. No. Kendrick Wayne. Drake? Yes, yeah, Drake. Drake. She's kicking ass. Uh, hey. Let's go. Hey, y'all dance with it a little bit. Just pop that booty no. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, come on, Tony. I ain't popping no ass. No, don't pop no, <laughs> no, don't pop no ass. But I need you to pop these answers no, out, no. though. <laughs> you're not like an old black man. I need you to pop these answers out, though. You know you can't say nothing to no black man, old black man. You'd be like, I need to go. You need to get, get yourself ready. <laughs> you need to get up and go because we're 15 minutes late right now. Uh-huh. All right, so it's two zip. Come on, Tony. Come on, uh-huh. Tony. All right, this one is came out in 2010. All right, um, it's a pretty easy one, I think. Lollipop, Lil Wayne. No. No. Oh. Come on, Tony. Fuck. Wow. I know the song, man. Lot of money. Waka Flocka. There you go. (laughs) You know this, L? I just love this. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. party. (laughs) Wow. That was a good song, too. Yeah, it was. That took us a minute. His whole album was kind of dope. That first one? I heard it. That was pretty For the longest time, I wasn't. I thought, a fan he, was, of I thought he was a little ignorant at first because the type of stuff he used to say, but he's pretty cool. His dope, his music. Who gave Walker Flocka the name Flocka Flame? I had no idea. His mama? No, Gucci Mane. <laughs> really? Yeah, they've been friends since he was like 19 years old or something yeah. like that. Oh, that's cute. So here's a question on Drake. Drake recently took a shot at another artist while doing a show in Chicago. Who was the artist that he took a shot at? Everybody. Uh, Chance the Rapper? No, close Meek? though. No, no, Nikki. No, Kanye. I don't know why, but he has some kind of side beef with Kanye. Still. Really? Maybe, yeah, I think it's all. But it's funny that he's trying to go after Kanye, but he won't go after Pusha T. He's throwing jabs out, like yeah. because push the problem with Pusha T is Pusha T don't got no damn dirt on him. <laughs> he's really good at like being low key. Like we haven't heard anything about his personal life other than he just got married. Like he's Pusha T. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Kanye is the more obvious choice because there's so much. There's so much information that you can use against him. Yeah. All right. So what's the score? That was Tony. You got that one, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's 2-1. Still alive. The next song came out in 2007. Mm. All I really want. Lloyd. Pretty Lloyd. Who? Lloyd. It is Lloyd. Thank you. I think she got it first. (laughs) I did. She did. She said pretty Lloyd. I was like pretty Lloyd. I said Lloyd first. I couldn't hear you. Pretty Lloyd. Because he's pretty. Is he pretty? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. I don't he know got wavy that. hair and Little shit. Tarzan. <laughs> ass. He's sexy. All right. So. She won. She won. We're going to do this last one, though, because I don't think she's going to get it. Tony, you might get it. It's 1999. All right. But before we do that, what southern state is Lori from? Which southern state? Georgia? Mm-hmm. No. But he, he, he lived in Georgia at one point, but that's not where he's from. Oh, that's why I was Southern state. So southern state. Who's Louisiana? Yeah, you, yeah, well, New Orleans. Yeah, okay, yep, cool. there you go. He's from New Orleans. Born and raised. Then he went. He went to Georgia, Atlanta, to get you know found yeah, or whatnot. I got but you. that's what's up. All right, last song, 1999. Listeners, are you ready? L ain't gonna know it. Oh, I'm gonna try. It sounds like um, Drew Hill. No. No. Or Josie. I know the song. You know the song? My brother used to play this. Great song. It was the last night. You're killing the vibe. (laughs) Oh! I can sing. Y'all don't know it. I know it, huh? It's not Casey and Jojo. It's not Casey and Jojo. No. So. Go ahead, Jay. It is Case. (gasps) Case. Naming the song is Happily Ever oh After. My God. I know the song, though. It's a great song. 
Yeah, he had another famous song called Faded Pictures, Fate, but it was really good with Joe. That was like people's wedding song yep. during that time. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, L, congratulations. You are the winner hey. in that one. I'm in a streak right now. And she happy now. What's the score to that? <laughs> right now, it's four to Tony three. There you go. I'll give you a little hand clap. Thank you. Clap. Stop clapping, goddammit. Get <laughs> <laughs> your hands down. Nigga. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the main topic. This is going to be a very interesting topic. I think so, too. So we're talking about multiracial relationships. Multiracial. Oh, Lord. Interracial relationships. All right, so I got some pretty Put that cool with the uh, stats, Put that stats with the for you. You love your stats. You know that? I do. What are you singing over there? Vanilla. Put that chocolate with vanilla. I don't know that one. <laughs> I just made it up. Oh, <laughs> you're just a weirdo. You're <laughs> just singing chocolate. And I vanilla. thought he was singing a real song. Hey. I'm trying to figure out Put what that it was. Chocolate and vanilla. All right, so some cool statistics. Um, Asians and Hispanics are most likely to be intermarried. So nearly really? three in ten Asian newlyweds were married to someone of a different race or hmm. ethnicity, as were 27 percent of Hispanic newlyweds. They were all. Uh, married to interracial relationships. The most common racial ethnic pairing among newlyweds that are intermarried is Hispanic and white. I can see mm. that. And that's at 42%. Nice. Yeah, I can see that. Newlywed black men are twice as likely as newlywed black women to be intermarried. Mm. So 24% of recently married black men were intermarried compared to only 12% for black women. So black women are holding on to black men. Hmm. Black, black men, women not are the same thing. Trying to hold on. Not true. Don't say that. We are. It's just a higher number of, of black brothers stepping outside of their race to find mm-hmm. love. So I didn't. I can see the Hispanic, Mexican. You said Hispanic and white, right? Yeah, it's yeah. most common. Forty-two percent. I see a lot of um, on the dating sites. I see a lot of women. Like when I put in my um, my requirements yeah. and I put in Hispanic, I see a lot of uh, white women that look strictly white, but they They're are Spanish. Hispanic. Right. right. And so I can see how that mixture is happening a lot. Even when in Cuba, it wasn't um, as much. It was Spanish and Africans that mixed. So. Um, Interesting enough, though, um, Asian women intermarry the most, so at thirty six percent. However, in the reverse of the black of the black statistics, Asian men are only at twenty one percent. So Asian women tend to intermarry more than Asian men, um, which is the opposite of obviously black. Do you guys do y'all have an issue, or does it bother you when you see interracial couples? Um, I mean, you can talk about any of them, but specifically black and white. Is that an issue for y'all? Not me. Um, when I was uh, when I was young, when I just see it, I used to stare like mm-hmm. someone right, like what's going on. <laughs> so, but as I got older and, and mature or whatever, I I never really had an issue with somebody dating outside their race. I didn't, and then I did, and now I'm shifting back to not. Nah. But the reason why I shifted... Wait, you said you didn't, then you did? I did. Okay. And because I kept encountering... Interracial relation, like interracial couples, mm-hmm. and I actually like was told by like multiple black men that they don't like black women. I hate, can't stand that shit because yeah. black women <laughs> want to fight and like right. just all these stereotypes yeah. and like white women are passive and submissive. Which I all my white girlfriends ain't none of them passive and or submissive. <laughs> so I don't know what y'all talking about. I don't think women are really passive anymore and submissive in yeah. general. Um, and so. I started encountering and like talking to people, my friends who, well, not my friends, but like just acquaintances who kept saying them and it just started pissing me off. So then I hated, yeah. hated interracial relationships because I was like, you're just, you're not doing, you're not, it's not because you're genuinely like attracted to this person you might be, but it's, you're also more like, angry. Yeah. You have a lot of self hate issues yeah. that you yeah. need to work out. Yeah. And so, and then it sucks because, you know, for black women, it's, kind of taboo still mm-hmm. um, to date outside of your race. And so, you know, we tend to stick more in-house. Yeah, you know, I, um, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. It never, it never bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um, in Virginia, you know, believe it or not, it's a very traditional Southern state, even though it's way up, up right. the map. Yeah. But interracial dating was not something that was... Um, you don't. You didn't see it a lot a long time ago, mm-hmm. and so when I moved to Florida seven years ago, I saw interracial black and white couples everywhere, and I was like, "Yo, what's what's going on?" And I asked my friends. They was like, "What? That's natural." They know not where I'm from, 
you right. know and so i have only ever um dated seriously black women Right. Um, it wasn't until this year that I decided to finally start dating outside my race. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, for me, I, I'm, you know, I've never dated a, a white woman. I've never dated an Asian woman. So it's only been black women. Now, right. when I say date, I mean like going on out, trying to be in a relationship date. Like, right. 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 I've had, We're not talking about. Yeah. Yes. So I've done that. Fun, yeah. Quick fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and so this year. It's just going to be, it's been interesting because I've gotten feedback from people that was like, well, you're giving up on the black woman. I'm like, well, it's not really giving up. Mm-hmm. I, Cause I still love, I love black women. Like, right. Black women are everything. Like they're, they're, for their 17 years, I've dated only black women. But if you are trying to find love and what you've been doing has not been working for you, yeah, should don't you owe it to yourself right. to try something different? Not saying that, like, like Elsa, those dudes that, talk negative about black women i can't stand those dudes right. yeah, I cannot. like i would never do that that's not what I, that's not why i'm doing it like i have no self-hate there but for me it's, i think it's time to start dating outside right. of my race open your options i got a, I got a question for both of you guys so somebody that's like pro-black uh let's say dr umar uh-huh. so he is one of his reasons is uh as our race as far as the black race i'm talking about uh is being extinct on you know bringing up kids and keeping them keeping them black what do you say to somebody like that? Do you put love over the race or? I don't go ahead. I think okay. I think we're in a unique situation or scenario in the sense that black families we have been targeted to be eradicated, and so now with interracial relationships adding to it, the black family is a really is a is a dying thing. It's a dying right. social structure, and that does make me sad because I grew up both my parents black family understand that it was core values and there's certain things you just can't reproduce but i also don't think it's a bad thing to grow up in listen i am trinidadian and american so both of my parents from trinidad and i obviously was born in america and so i grew up with like a dual culturalism my entire life and i don't think anything's wrong with it i think it's actually been really helpful for me so i don't think necessarily that it's bad but it does make me nervous because i don't if if we keep intermarrying, I think there'll still be the white family. But I don't know. But I think I don't the know. black family will disappear. I don't know. I, I think I disagree to a certain extent because from what I've read, the, the more dominant gene is the black gene. And so when those genes mix, the child typically doesn't come out looking white. They come out looking biracial, but heavily to the side of black, mm-hmm. right? African-American, black American, whatever you want to, whatever you're mixing with. And so I don't know if it's dying. And like I've saw, I've seen stats where it says black marriage is actually up. You know, and so, like Dr. Umar, I just don't. I feel like we need to have interracial dating and mixing to a certain extent mm-hmm. to push the the race relations forward. I think I don't agree with that. I don't think we need to. I, I don't need to date outside of my race to respect people from other sides of the race and to understand. No, no, no. That they're human I'm not saying beings. that's what you. That, that's the only thing that's going to do that. No, yeah. I agree. I don't. I don't think you need to date interracially to to continue with the civil rights movement um, I do think it's helpful because I think when you are looking at your family when you're, and you're somebody in your family's black then yeah you're going to be more conscious of the quote you know hashtag black black, black lives matter because yeah. now it's not this weird per- this other person that you don't know this could be your your son yeah. or this can be mm-hmm. you know your cousin It can th- there's a face to that you know what I mean no I agree I think most people who aren't you know I'm not we're black. We're all black, obviously. So we're relating in, to our perspective in a black way. Mm-hmm. But it could be for Hispanic, Asian, whatever. But from our perspective, for someone who comes in, we're thinking somebody who's white. I think it helps them see the per- per- perspective because a lot of them don't know. They think we make it up. They think we make this stuff up until they see it firsthand. Right. They're like, "Oh, damn! This is actually really happening." You know. So that's the interesting thing. Have you guys dated interracially, and what was your experience with? like coming up in in those kind of events where there are you know you think you're being um treated inappropriately because of the color of your skin and having to explain that to your non-black partner you know have you ever had that scenario i was very young when i did i was in the ninth grade i dated i had a philippine girlfriend hey and so um 
They're so pretty. They, yeah, she was very beautiful. Um, but the kids used to tease us, like, boy, you got you something else, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it was always a big thing. But, you know, after a while, people started getting immune to it. That was in my school. But when we went out, we, uh, it was a place called Off Limits back in Brandon. We used to go to, like, a club, a teen club. And people look at you sideways, like, oh, yeah. you know, what the hell are you doing with her? So that was my people only, but not as, not as an adult, I have not dated. Aggressive. Right. Yeah, you definitely get the side eye from people who who do not approve of interracial yes. dating. Yes, and know? it is yeah. serious. Like, I do date inter- interracially. Um, You've dated white men? Mm-hmm. Oh, I've yeah. dated white men. I've dated Asian men. Mm. Um, I don't discriminate. Now, my preference is a black man. That's just what I want, but yeah. I won't discriminate. So, if somebody... You still keep your op- options I keep my up. options right. open. And what I will say, I tend to, if I do date inter- interracially, they tend to be Hispanic, quite frankly. Cool. Um, but when I do, when I'm dating somebody who's like, you know, Hispanic or white or whatever the case is, when I tell you black men look at you like you are crazy yeah, and they're bold, they've come up to like people I've dated before and been like, you couldn't find yourself a white chick. Wow. See, I, think, I think that's so disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. And if I was that dude, that would get shut down. Right. I'm oh, not going to do that. Did he shut it, it down? Did. Because oh, okay. I think they think like, because this is what like. Black black men especially feel you like think white they, people soft. Yes, yeah, they feel like yeah. they have kind of what I was telling you earlier. Yeah, like they feel like everybody else is soft and they are just the most dominant. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you gonna get the wrong right. one. There's a reason why all the shooters are all white men. <laughs> like they not they soft, right. right? You know what I mean? So I got one of this guy that I was talking to. We weren't even like in a serious relationship, but we were out and we were in like a black area, but he was Hispanic. You know, Hispanic people don't think that they white. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he looks, he looked white, but you could, he's, he's Hispanic. So he, in his head, he's black. Um, and somebody came up to him and he threw hands and oh, I was just up. like, oh right. my, this yeah, is yeah, too that's much. Good. You're not going to disrespect <laughs> that's me. Good. So this is get, too much. This yeah. whole, uh, dominant gene thing that you brought up, John mm-hmm. Jay, um, how does that really work? Um, we, we say the black gene is dominant on any other race, but should, well, is it going to be whatever that father is? I think it's that, the father. Okay. I think it's the father. I don't don't quote been, me on that. I'm going to have to look it up, but I'm pretty been sure a, it's a, a confusing thing that over the years for me, cause I, I know people with that's a, a, a black mother with a white father mm-hmm. and they make a child and then they will still say the child was black and, and i was like no that's a white child yeah I think- no i think the way it's looked at is if you, any of your parents are black you're black yeah it mm. was the it was that one drop rule if you had a drop of a nigga that's how i used to call right. it you had a drop of nigga you was a nigga yeah. um and so you pretended people pretended that they weren't but right. it was looked at now genetically i think i read something you guys can correct me if i'm wrong but i think genetically you get the majority of your genetics from your father's side that's actually. what i'm going yeah. to go with because that's it's a sperm cell and that's what's gonna grow you just, the woman just has the egg i mean the egg right. is kind of essential too <laughs> i mean but, but, <laughs> i mean but the dna but the dna and everything is mostly going to come from that sperm and, and the egg right. together. Yeah. But uh, what when what Jay says is the black gene is dominant is that even if you have like a black woman and a white man, chances are the baby that comes out is going to have a tan. Like it's yeah. going to right. have, it's have a tan. It's gonna have kinky hair. It's gonna look black. It's gonna look mixed black. Yeah, but for it's the gonna most look part. black. I mean, DNA. Is, DNA is funny because you don't know what's in the DNA down down the line. You can get a a, a black child and a a black mom and a, a white dad. And that baby can come out having red hair from somewhere down the line. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you just don't know. So true. Yeah. So, but I never had an issue. Um, again, I never really dated anyone outside of my, uh, the black race. So, I never ran into a an issue with other people um, giving me the side eye or anything like that. Um, my question to you two. Have you ever given the side eye? Either one of you. Um, have you ever seen, like, a dope black woman with like a white dude and been like, you know what? Or I get, you seen? I get her side out when I see uh, a badass <laughs> woman with anybody. Yeah. I'm like, right. I'm like, what? How'd you pull that? I I um I do I do stereotypes sometimes when I see like a, a sister with with like an older white guy and she has like the fake breasts and everything. So I automatically put her into the gold digging category. Wow. Like, I will. Yeah, I, I I've never. I'm never giving a side eye because I, I believe that we should find love. We can get love in a world that seems to be very difficult to find love Amen. this day and age. I don't think we should limit ourselves. So when I see people out there together, 
As long as they're happy, I'm happy for them. Right. Right? That's kind of how I feel about it. Have y'all, um, how would your how would your parents feel if you brought home a white person or Asian <laughs> person? Like, what do you think your parents would say? My mom would say, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, in a bad way, right? Like, just uh, confused. Like, hello, um, but hello, how are you? She's still welcoming me, but now nah, my mom never had an issue with um, black and white. Yeah, I don't think so. No." My mom's convinced I'm going to end up with a white man, so... <laughs> she's convinced? Yeah, she's yeah. convinced, so... Yeah, I, um, I remember um, I, was, I did go on a date with one, with one um, white woman back in Virginia, and she just so happened to be over at my house that day, and mm-hmm. my mom and my sister were coming over for something, and so it wasn't anything serious. It wasn't someone I was serious about. We were just having a good time. And my my mom and my sister came in the place. They were very cordial, very nice to her, et cetera, et cetera. And then when we left, when she left, we you know I was riding in the car with my mom, and they was like, "Don't you ever bring a white girl home?" Oh my goodness! This was back in back in the day, whatever. And so I was like, I see. I said, I'm actually disappointed in, in y'all. I said because you're more concerned about the color of her skin instead of me being happy. Right. I was like, you don't. I said, granted, there's nothing going on there. I said, but. I would think that you would love me enough for me to want me to be happy. Right. And so later on, they end up calling and apologizing. And they mm. say, you know what? You're right. And like, we just want you to be happy. We want you to be in love. And so now I think they have no issue with it. But back then when it happened, it was definitely like, right. whoa, like what's going on? I definitely feel like there has been a shift. I feel like in just in my life. But you know what? The interesting thing, uh, one of the statistics I didn't get to read is that there's a relationship between education um and interracial relationships. So mm. if for the higher more higher educated you are is the higher likelihood of interracial relationships versus, you know, the inverse. And so I think the older we get and obviously the more educated we get is the more we just realize like people are people. Yeah. It's different cultures, but at the yeah. end of the day, a good person's a good person. Like God didn't go, you know, blessed be the man who finds a black wife or the yeah. same color wife as you are. You know what I mean? If 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 you're if you're religious and if you're not then you really shouldn't care one of my issues that probably kept me from dating a white woman in, in general because i always had an issue typically from what I, from what i've talked people i talk to mm-hmm. it's the white parent to have an issue right. with right. them bringing home a black woman or a black man and a lot of them don't talk tell them that they tell their parents that they're dating someone black mm-hmm. like right. i don't want to deal with that you know so that's one thing that has um kept me from dating a white woman but not the only thing because i just want to know i want i need to be comfortable and a lot of people choose their parents that like their parents approval is important to them right. you know and so i don't want to be in the dark and then i go meet your family and they're like oh like why are you dating this guy and you know what i mean <laughs> my biggest fear i think in interracial relationships is we're all racist every human to a certain extent yeah every human being it's a certain extent we have all you know, racist racist. and discriminatory thought processes and ideologies. I mean, it's just human nature. Now, how great those are and how little it really depends on you. But, but my thing is, and this is my ex-boyfriend, he was married to a white woman. No problem. No Mm -hmm. issue. When they got divorced, took him to the cleaners, not just took him to the cleaners, which he did. But all of a sudden, all of this racial stuff that was oh, never part right. of their relationship out. came out. Mm. And like she called him an N word and yeah, like all this stuff. And he was like, it's more, it's not, he's like, when I look back at their relationship, what I don't look, I look back and regret because of the fact that I didn't know this about her. I was in love, married this woman and had no clue that she had this, like these racist ideas mm. and thoughts Inside about her. me. Yeah. Um, and I didn't find out until the end, you know, when I, we were no longer in love, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, we ain't having love, we ain't mm-hmm. making love. Yeah. All of a sudden, you know, now all of this thing that I didn't even realize that she thought about me and my yeah. race and my people yeah. be, were a thing. And like, that's my greatest fear is like you get with someone who outside of a different race and yeah. they think of you as the exception, not the rule. And so they have all this racist thoughts about what they think of black people or black women. Right. But, but, not, but not you. But not right. you. Right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> and that and later on the road comes out, right. you know, mm-hmm. and you have to deal with that. With, but it's a person you actually are in love with. Like a Yeah, that would, that would definitely, definitely suck because 
like I, I and I think that's probably why people tend to stay within their own their own ethnicity, right? Because they want to be able to relate. And so I would want to go to, you know, I think most of us work in corporate America. And there's some days as a black person, the black man, I want to, I'm like, yo, I actually feel like I'm being held back because of the color of my skin, mm-hmm. right? And I want to be able to come home and be like, this cracker <laughs> holding me back. You know what I mean? Right. Because like, I'm pissed. Because you're just I'm, ranting. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm ranting. I'm upset. Being racist. Yeah. But yeah. ranting. Okay. And I don't want, I, I, I want my woman to be able to be like, you know, you're probably right. Let's talk about it. And I feel like if I'm dating outside my race, they'd be like, are you sure that's what mm-hmm. they're doing? Yeah. Are you sure? You know, I'm like, wait, no, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah, I agree. I mean. That would definitely be a concern of mine as well. I had a friend that um, she started dating a white guy last year. And she was kind of like iffy about it or whatever. So I actually, she showed me who he was. I, p- I pulled him up on uh, Facebook. So I sent him looking through his pictures. Mm-hmm. So I first, the first thing I see is it reminded me of some Donald Trump stuff. I just seen like the American mm-hmm. flag type stuff, which is okay. It's, okay. it's cool. It's your country. Yeah. So you're proud yeah. of it or whatever. So I did tell her, I said, be, just be careful. Um, you know, when y'all, I say the truth is going to come out when y'all get in an argument. Yeah. Um, and she's like, no, he's, he's never showed like any type of racism or anything. But like two months after that, she texts me like it happened. And I'm like, what happened? She like, he told me to start acting like a nigga one day. Wow. <gasps> right. Oh, child. Right. That would have been done. <laughs> and they, they were done. They was yeah. done right there. And I, and I said, I sit there and I told her. And I told mm-hmm. her. I said, I said, I just see, I got bad vibe from just his pictures. Yeah. So just be careful. My friend is actually in a similar situation. She, he didn't call her a nigger, though, because mm. the them's just fighting words. Absolutely. But um, he, her boyfriend is pro-Trump. Mm. Right. And she is like, I'm really like, they've been together for a minute, like eight, yeah. nine years. And she's like, I really, I'm on the verge of breaking up with my man who like I'm engaged to because he's pro-Trump because the very, like pro-Trump is pro-racism is pro like oppression and we get that everyone who voted for trump is not a racist but the things that that guy stand behind makes us think that everyone is definitely a racist when you're talking to other races and and you support that and you're you're bothering other races and you support that you are racist it doesn't necessarily mean that you're racist but it means that you have a leniency to racism that's true and so if you are supporting trump it doesn't necessarily mean you're racist but it means you're lenient and I don't want to date anyone who's lenient. Yeah, I'm like, how can you? How can you ignore that? Blatant racism, right? right? Yeah. Because we talked about it. We all have these little racism, like you know, we say WPS white people shit, and you know, <laughs> or CPT color people time. Color we all time. we laugh at each other. Yeah, and you know, we all have these little, you know, little cultural racist things, right? right? Nothing major, nothing big. There's not blatant. It's nothing inappropriate. Nothing's gonna make us hate. But when you deal with like Trump, that's blatant racism. Right. Do you think it's fair to say someone is a sellout if they date outside of their race? And is black culture the only culture that says that to one another? Like, I'm not in Asian culture, so I don't know if Asian people say you will sell out if you go date outside their race. I hear it in the black I'm pretty culture sure it's happened. Time. I'm pretty sure it's happened. I never witnessed that, but definitely in our culture, I've heard it so many times. And yeah. I think for white cultures, there's it's the same thing too. Like yeah. you dating a white, a black person or you know another race, they can be conceived but, as yeah. being sellouts. <laughs> I mostly heard white, I mean, black women say that. Oh, <laughs> I hear, that's who I hear say it the most. I definitely hear it a lot yeah. from black women, but I think other races probably do say it. But I just, I think it's such bullshit to say that someone's selling out because they decided to find some, find someone who's going to love them for who they right, are. You right. know what I mean? Like, love, the, love has no color. So how do we get into this place that we feel like everyone that you're going to fall in love with absolutely looks like you do? Like, right. I think that's ignorant to think that's how it's going to be. I think it's interesting too because it's the funny thing about interracial relationships is that certain ones are more acceptable than others. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I've gotten um, people who are okay with um, black people, black men, black women dating um, Dominican women, Dominican men or Puerto Rican men and Puerto Rican women. Like some, they're okay with that but don't let it be another ethnicity and it's going to be an issue. So, Let's talk about some of these famous uh, interracial relationships. Hey. Yes. So we have Paula Pot- Patton and Paula Patton. Robin Thicke. Right. So they still together? No. They're huh. since divorced. Because he a- cheated on her a million times. Yeah, a million times. Her skin is flawless, bro. <sighs> so good. She's so sexy. I met her in person. She's, her skin is very flawless. The only thing that I don't like about Paula Patton is that her face and her neck are the same width. <laughs> it bothers me so much. I never noticed her neck. <laughs> 
fabulous. Um, Just call it her dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I can see that. I can see the analogy, though. I can see it. Yeah, big head with hair. But a lot of people were saying that Robin Thicke is like the epitome of cultural appropriation, right? Because he steals, quote unquote, steals black people's music. Mm. He dresses a certain dresses way, certain a certain haircut. way, certain haircut. Dates, you know, at that point was dating a black woman. Yeah. And, um, how do we feel about the Robin Thicke and the Paul Patton? Uh, you know, honestly, for the longest time, I didn't even know who Robin Thicke was dating or who he, who was involved with. So I didn't have an issue with it. Again, I, I mean, yes, he is definitely uh, appropriating black culture for sure. Um, but do you think it's his? It's genuine, or do you think he's like I need to find a black woman to like? I think it's genuine. I think like, it's. Confirm. I think it's genuine. I think I it's genuine. I mean, just because you're white, don't mean you're gonna be attracted to white people. Just because you're black, don't mean you're gonna be attracted to black people. Mm-hmm. You are attracted to certain things. Like you just. No, I think you're attracted to your. You should be attracted to your own race, but I don't think you should be attracted exclusively to. Your uh, race. I don't know I'm that sure, though. I'm pretty sure. I he think is. you should because, find some. No, he dates white women. You no, know, so because right. someone who is black who grows up and lives in a white culture their entire life. Might not be attracted to black people because in their mind, all they know is the white what? culture. So that's what they're going to be attracted to. Yeah, but at some point, if you look at yourself and you think you're you're beautiful, doesn't mean you got to be ugly. Doesn't mean that. Mm, we're gonna agree, disagree. <laughs> all right. So John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, who they do get a bunch of crap. So Chrissy's Thai, and John is actually black. Um, hmm. I do like some Thai women. Any thoughts and feelings about that? First of all, I just love her. But she mentioned like that they she used to get like looks about John Legend. Like, they're a cute couple. They are. Right, they're a cute couple. I agree. Because John got them little slanted eyes as well. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he so probably got some Asian right there. Something in him. All right. What about um, True Blood actress Rutina Wesley? I don't know who that is. She uh, she was in True Blood. I mean, she I know was, True Blood. What's her character in True Blood? Damn, I don't remember her. I know her cousin. Her cousin was Lafayette because I just love no Lafayette. <laughs> but so, she was the black chick. Oh, the black chick. chick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The one that ended so up. So she's no, dating yeah. the whitest white boy of like all white centuries. Right. His name is James Fischel. He just, <laughs> he's literally the whitest person. Um, any thoughts about that? No, I mean, again, for me, I mean, I think a lot of people probably have issues with it because she's dark skinned. Yes. Like, and so I think sometimes, unfortunately, people who are even darker and gets more shit from other people yes. when they date outside their race. Well, it seems like it also inc- it matters about where, what kind of, what you're doing. So a lot of people, like, I guess his name, who's the guy from Power? I was, Amari Hardwick. I was just about to speak Amari Hardwick. Right. He is married to a white woman. Right. He's gotten so much crap mm, right. for yeah. being married to her. <laughs> I low-key feel, though, that if she was, if she was society's standard of cute, that he would get less crap about it. Yeah. I feel like the fact that she's white and people don't looking. look at her and think yeah. of her as being outright, like as beautiful as he is, yeah. is why I feel like they get the most. People think that just because you are attractive, you got to date the super right. attractive person as well. Like, and there's somebody that was shooting with him in the gym. Exactly. She's probably been <laughs> so, there for a long, been a long time. time. Long time. What about the Black Panther cast? So there was a lot of speculation and about who these people were and who they were dating, this quote-unquote Wakanda forever people. And the expectation pretty much was like, you can't be Wakanda forever and be with no white chick or with no white man. Yeah, I think that's stupid. Honestly, yeah, I, like, stupid. I was going to ask y'all that. Like, Do you think just because you start dating someone else that you can't, be a part of the culture anymore. Like I think right. that's the dumbest thing ever. You, you don't stop being black. You don't stop loving who you are. Just because you date someone white does not mean that all of a sudden I'm not being looked at differently in the street by mm-hmm. cops or by racists. You know what I mean? So you absolutely can be Wakanda forever and still love who you love. That doesn't dictate anything about who, who you are, who you need to be. I'm in full agreement. I think we have to stop as a culture, as a society, as people, stop looking at people from other races as the enemy. Because... Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Like, you can't be, you can't keep your black card. You can't be black if you're dating outside of your race. Well, why? You have to be looking at this person as an enemy to, or threat to my blackness if all of a sudden me dating them now wipes away my blackness. We have to stop looking at it as a threat um, to our culture and to our people. But I get it. It's hard. Uh, I think it's hard for people who are closed minded. I mean, you can have black love and and still be part of um, 
dating other people. Well, so. no, I think it's a real thing because no matter how we look at it, no matter how woke and open-minded we are, there are very specific ways that people in society are, are treated and, and are taught. Like, black men are mendingos. You know what I mean? You guys in, in society and in culture, in media especially, you're known for your physical prowess and you're kind of looked at as like a sex symbol but almost like a sex toy. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't really care what he says but, you know, he's really you know, physically fit and can get the job done. You know what I mean? And so there is a thing of like, is that something, are you being seeked out by other races, not because of who you are, the content of your character, but because you are a fetish? I think that's part of the conversation you got to have when you're dating in general, though. Like, if you're going to date outside your race, you don't want to be the person, like, I would never date someone. If I asked them, have you ever dated a black person before? They'd be like, no, you're my first one. I just want to see what it's like. I just yeah. want to see what it's like. Yeah, red flag. No, we're not doing. We're not doing this. Bailing out. No, we're not doing this. You know what I mean? But um, I think that's you know that's that's something to your point that I think people do date certain things just because they want to see what it's like. You know, yeah. because it's a fetish or whatnot. So I I get that for and, sure. And, but. and just think of this. All right, without even saying anything, don't even give a response. Just in your head, think. And same thing with listeners. When you think of a blonde-haired blue-eyed white man like who is this person what does he look like what does he come with what's his what does he bring to the table right like we have these expectations of people based on their race and gender that some of it's steeped in truth and some of it isn't so if you were to now in your head picture a black man six foot two very athletic 30 years old what would you what would he look like what would he what in your head what are characteristics that you would assign to him we do this subconsciously where we assign things to certain people based on their gender based on their age based on you know their race and so and i think race is a very important part of the things that we ascribe to people you know whether we do it subconsciously or not yeah i mean i don't really have much else to uh, to add to that i would just say y'all you know try to do better date (laughs) (laughs) Uh, date, have love, <laughs> make love. Don't let don't let the color of your skin keep you from finding love. Jay tell y'all to do better, y'all. Y'all take that up with him. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move on to what's wrong with him. Hey, what's, what's wrong, wrong with him? What's wrong, wrong with, with him? Did y'all hear about the two friends that were teasing the one friend, and he actually, that's like a bad joke. I know. <laughs> it just saw the bad, the start of the bad he joke. He pretty much just went off and. Um, Pretty much. Some bad stuff happened. Okay. You never heard that story? No, what happened? No. Can you tell us a story? Educate us. <laughs> Jesus. Last week, two friends was on, um, was doing a, a, an event, and two friends decided to start talking about his shoes. <laughs> what are those? What are those? <laughs> we knew that somebody was not going to let that wow. go. <laughs> not going to let this go. Wow. I was like, why is he being so wow. generic? <laughs> you don't got your, you don't got your Shoes on uh, so what's wrong with him is two friends picking at another one and hurting their feelings. This is wow. wrong with him. <laughs> wow. Listen, so you, if you're not listening to episode 29, we had a little moment where... We, 28. 28, where we... And I said... Them. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. What do you think? I said I was going to go in and I'm going to ride both of y'all, but I'm going uh, to slide y'all today. I'm going to slide y'all today because I'm really not in the mood. In, so. my, in my defense, though, it was really <laughs> L who was doing it. I was just kind of going with it. She I'm sorry. With. I looked down. He I threw in the water nose. <laughs> That's I did. It was hilarious. Though. It, it was. Well, it was. So I am mad enough to say I apologize. <laughs> I apologize. I don't apologize. No, you don't apologize. Not at all. No, all right. No, I'm start with you when I do next time. That was funny. Y'all <laughs> go. Y'all go listen to uh, the previous episode, and uh, it was a great moment um, in podcast history. Where yeah. It was just hilarious. So. Right. So I really didn't have a what's wrong with him, but that, um, I thought that would be a funny uh, little thing to do. Stop teasing your friends, goddammit. It. <laughs> it can cause problems. That's true. Too late. That is Too true. Late. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to what's your ish? What's your ish, L? You go first this time. My ish is pure Jeez. and pristine. It is Eternal. a alkaline bottled water um it's naturally alkaline has natural <laughs> electrolytes um it's pH tony don't like that he, he loves the alkaline he water. do love some alkaline water so i know this is right up t- tony's um alley alley <laughs> Publix currently has them on sale so i stocked 
up on them. Yeah. And like everybody know, oh, if you drink water a lot, then you know all waters don't taste the same. Right. All waters are not Ooh. created equal. Right. It's not. That's and this one is a delicious water. It doesn't it's better have. Than, it's better than Fiji. I love no, Fiji. Um, I think it might be better. Yeah. I think better. it's yeah. better. Because it just, it's just very clean. It's very mm. clean. Hmm, I don't have, I've never so, had it before. I would have to try it's it out. It's on sale right now, Publix. Ooh. I'm not a big alkaline water drinker, but I'm going to start doing it. What's your ish, Jay? What's your ish, Jay? So my ish, Tony's going to give me a hard time on this. Oh, no. So my ish this week, I went to a restaurant in downtown St. Pete called Second on Second uh, hmm. last week. And so if you're in the Bay Area or if you're visiting the Bay Area, you definitely, definitely have to go to this restaurant. It is a breakfast restaurant. Nice. And it serves breakfast all day Every day. Oh, I love. Yes. And so I discovered it like how Christopher Columbus discovered America. I stumbled across it. You stole it? I stole it almost. Okay. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of people was already there. <laughs> yeah. And people you walked already there. And, and I, I like, walked I, in. I found it. Yep. I found the spot. <laughs> no one been there yet. Yeah. And so um, so I looked at the menu and they had Scrapple. Oh, on the menu. What is Scrapple? You know, it has what Scrapple. Scrapple? Uh, Scrapple is fantastic. Isn't that a drink? Like, no. That's what I'm saying. It's a Snapple. That's Snapple. That's oh, okay. Snapple. Scrapple is a is a it's a meat. It's a it's a scraps of meat that have been put together. Anyway, you gotta look it up. Oh hell, it's a, no. no! It's a country. Oh, it's a country. Hell, hell, it's unicorn meat. That's amazing. It's that's unicorn amazing. meat. <laughs> That is rad. That is Everyone chocolate. loves it. But anyway, I ordered that scrapple. It was delicious. Yeah. Put a little bit of hot sauce on yeah. that bag. You just boy. ate cat. You just ate yeah. dog. You I just ate I rat. I ate it like worse. Potted, potted meat, man. Just, I know you have. <laughs> so and it was he, good. Yeah, Go I, saw, I saw the picture. It was like black looking. And man, <laughs> I'll post oh, it. I didn't see the picture. I'll post the picture. Uh, he was happy as hell. Like, he was very excited about this. It, wasn't just, it wasn't just me, though. There were other people on that post that yeah. was excited about that scrapple. That as well. shit, it was too funny. It was too it funny. Was funny. I don't mind people joking on my, my eating habits. I habit, never heard. So, scrapple is amazing. So, second on second in downtown St. Pete. That is my new ish. I will be back. <laughs> um, go check it out. Potted meat. Gotcha. What about you, Tony? <laughs> the unicorn meat. What about me? What's your What's ish? Your, what's your ish? <laughs> I you. thought we were still talking about this unicorn meat. Yeah. Don't be mad about and, my unicorn meat. Oh, man. All right. So, um, I actually have a luxury hair care product by King Henry oh, III. See, I can't even use that. So, I have a majestic. <laughs> <laughs> put, it on my, put it on my beard. Hey, that, that's what I'm getting at. So, King Henry III um, mint shampoo is. I'm so in love with this stuff right now. Cause I actually, when I'm washing my hair, I can actually feel the tingling. Oh yeah, and I feel like it's working. I'm like, whoa! Then you smell the mint and everything. It's like a little Paul Mitchell smell. If you I ever use that. Paul Mitchell, this has it. And, uh, and you speaking of beard, I start washing my beard with oh, yeah. it, and I can feel it working. And I just love when I get out the shower, just the um, the feeling. And you can smell it. Where you buy it from? Good. It's actually um. Ooh, it smells so minty. This is actually one of my barbers because I actually have two barbers. Oh, yeah. Actually, this is his, Are you fancy? This is his product. And, oh, it does smell right, good though. And he has um, um, like pomade. He has a lot of things too for women and everything. But oh, yeah? I, I wanted to try the shampoo, and I was actually glad I bought this. This is very. That's actually his. Own this is line, his own huh? line. Yes. Wow. So it's King Henry the Third, um, luxury hair hair care products, and you can actually go to his website at www.kinghenrythird.com. That's what's up. I'm gonna check it out. I'll put some on my beard. Yeah, Y'all I know might, I ain't got no hair. Take so. some home. Get a Ziploc bag. <laughs> no, he don't got no hair. Yeah. Uh, that's some right, good. That's some good ish. Y'all gonna have some scrap. I'm gonna bring y'all a piece of scrap later. About this. All right, let's go ahead and get into our advice. Our advice is actually a really good one. This week. What is it? I don't hear. All right, so my fiance makes seventy a year while I make a hundred and fifteen. I'm completely can okay. I, can I stop you for a second? Yes. Um, who's is a female writing or male writing? It is a female writing. Okay, there we go. All right. My fiance makes seventy thousand a year while I make a hundred and fifteen thousand. Balling. I'm completely okay with the difference in salaries. However, I just learned that he has been supporting his mom and dad financially for years since he graduated from college. I overheard him tell his mom that they can start looking for a new house and he will help them purchase it after we get married since we will have more money with my income. When I questioned him about it, he said that it was the least he could do for his parents, sacrificing to put him through college. He said that when we get married, my money is his money and there shouldn't be an issue with where he'd like for our money to go, Mm. especially when it is for his parents. I love the man, but I'm seriously thinking about calling off the wedding. I would love to get your advice. Who's going to tackle that first? We. We didn't get married. 
Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I, I would say it is don't call the wedding off, but it sounds like what I would tell you is you need to sit down and have some serious conversations mm-hmm. about finances because it doesn't sound like y'all had a real talk about finances. At Maybe all. just the you touched the surface of it. You touched the surface about how much you made, how much you made, you thought you were good. You didn't have a conversation about his expenses or what you have to do, where, did have that to do, money where to go, go to. And clearly, you didn't know how important his family was to him, mm-hmm. right? So that's an important thing, and he's not going to budge on not taking care of his parents. That's what I'm saying. Right? There's he's yeah. going to take care of his parents. If he's yeah. been taking care of them since he graduated, clearly this is a thing for him. He's not going to not take right. care of them. Yeah. What you guys can compromise on is that your money stay your money, and it doesn't go towards their they're, they're, yeah they're the family side. Or maybe you don't buy. Maybe he buys a smaller house or something. But if you, I think if, if she loves him though, mm-hmm. and she really loves him, then she shouldn't. I mean, we just say how hard it is to find love. So yeah. if it's working for them, we can't let finances keep them from finding love, staying together. Because that's the number one thing that causes break uh, divorces, right? Is, is finances is and communication. Right. So, My issue is they're not ready to get married, like you said, because they haven't had, like, this is the number one, the number she didn't one know thing. About. Yeah. Like, they haven't integrated their finances. And I feel like once you get engaged is when you start having those real conversations, hard conversations. about finances. Where does the money go? Because... Like he said, your money's my money, my mm. money is your money, and so if and the, technically, technically that's kind of true. Yeah, and marriage. if the bulk of his money is going towards taking care of his parents, and now he's talking about he's not even trying to keep up the status quo, he's trying to upgrade his parents. Right. Um. Then with her money, for me, I kind of would have an issue with that. I mean, mm. I'm okay with him supplementing his parents' income. I think that's fine, but it sounds like he's full blown taking care of them, and if. I'm starting a family or starting a life with someone. I like, I want that money to, to start our lives. Right. You know what I mean? There's so much financial um, things coming, you know, when you get married, the, the wedding itself, the actual, you know, getting a house and all that kind of julio. So I think they need to figure out how those finances are going to be spent before they move forward. Is this, I did maybe I didn't miss that part, but this is going to be like long-term getting in the body's house and he's going to be helping pay he's for that. He's been paying for it since he graduated. So he's right. been taking care of his family since they, he graduated. So I don't see him stopping anytime soon. Wow. That's, I think it would, we've not said talk about it because like it could also be an, smart investment property as well like true. if you're a married couple and it's okay we're going to get this house from our mother and father but it's going to be in our name so they don't have to worry about any of the bills or whatnot they just live in it and we hold it right. and we make money off of this thing you know what i mean there's other options how do other you make ways. money off of it you hopefully your parent i mean we you get an affordable mortgage of some sort you know you but. do but the parents aren't paying you're paying the mortgage how yeah, are you making I'm money saying, off of it? But I'm saying long term. Long term it will be. Houses, houses make People, money. My grandma is turning 98 next year. That's what I'm saying though. <laughs> so it ain't got to be in their name. It can be in their own name right. and then 10 years from now, whatever, God. And it can all be longer. passed down to their, to their yeah. children. But what about 50 that. years from now? Like, People live long. You that's a long time. But for me, I, I really think they need to have this conversation on like, look, how long this is going to be? Mm. And then just see if he's like, it's forever then I, that can be a, re, a huge yeah. problem so. or maybe they just need to figure a way like they just need to find a percentage of how much they can allocate she feels comfortable allocating yeah. and he feels comfortable allocating right. to their parents yeah, she might not to me that's struggle. very stressful especially yeah, if, you, I agree. if you're I agree. dating someone who doesn't have kids you're not thinking about the fact that you now have you know the money the pot is split you know what I mean so that's a huge yeah. change in what you thought your situation was mm-hmm. it's one thing like when you date a man who has children you already know you already know what you're coming into you know right? what you're coming into but when you are dating somebody who doesn't have children and then you find out that they, they <laughs> give their money to their mama they practically do right. you know yeah. then it definitely changes things pretty severely wow. yeah I would just yeah definitely talk about it I wouldn't break up no I would just you know but postpone I don't know it. if I would get married postpone yeah. it and figure out if you know if it's is it a deal breaker right. is yeah. he is he gonna compromise is he gonna find a middle ground maybe you can and yeah. if, you know if you can't then you definitely gotta call the wedding don't go into a wedding knowing he's not gonna change on that and well, he might not be um, supporting 100% of the mortgage either they might be helping out so that might be find out what they're bringing to the table their retirement checks yeah. or whatever it is yeah, that I mean that would be integral, and I think I think with her, I think she might even be okay with the fact that he's taking care of her. I think the big concern is like 
now he's making these plans with her money to take care of this extra mm. bill that she yeah. didn't even know. And he like, ain't had a conversation with her about it. He about yeah. to upgrade his parents on her income. That's crazy. That's, to a, me. that's right. definitely wrong. He that, definitely yeah, it's definitely wrong. Definitely needs to um, be addressed. Yeah, that's what's up. All right, listeners, what do you think? And if you have some, if you need some advice from us, hit us up at altinoshadepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to slide in our DMs at altinoshade at Facebook and altinoshade podcast on IG. And if you're old school and you want to send us a text message or leave us a voicemail, you can go ahead and give us a call or text at 646 481 2368. That's 646 481 2368. All right, gentlemen, before the sip session is considered done, anything else? I got a couple things. I got a couple things. Okay. A couple things. So last week, (laughs) I forgot to give y'all, y'all know I got back from Cuba, and then I forgot to bring y'all gifts. And so, two things. So, Tony... I'm so anti. Got you a little cigar hey, here, brother. Yeah, Papa Frita. Oh, Cuba. This is so hey, for you. Cuba. Yeah, got my Cuban Christo. cigar. Look at his so face. Smoke it up. Smoke it up. Got him a little up. cigar. Oh, the dimples yeah, are buddy. out. And L, I got you some Cuban earrings. Oh, oh, I love them. So I gave I gave Tony a, a cigar, and oh, I, I gave. Love them. I also a Cuban earrings that she could wear when she go on her fancy dates. Wow. Um, did you go to any uh, did you go into tobacco farms over there? I didn't go to any tobacco okay. farms, oh, but um, I definitely okay. went to a lot of different things there. And I, of course I couldn't go there and not get y'all something, so that's that. And um nice. so yeah. I appreciate cool, man. you. Nice, appreciate you. You are welcome. And then my last final sip is uh, one of my quotes that I think relates to the main topic that we just discussed today. Okay. And this goes out to anyone who's single and are actively dating. Feel their energy, watch their actions, hear their delivery, listen to what they say, and decide if they're worth it. At the end of the day, that's what matters. That is that Bible right there. That's all I got. That's my final sip. That is cool. Ooh. All right, with that, I'm going to go ahead and call this tip session done. Hello. See you guys next week. Oh, shit.